0: Welcome to Bot Meets World, where we take all the week's news and AI and make it digestible, actionable, hopefully fun, and do it in about 15 minutes or less. Huge week this week. This is, we're capping off LA Tech Week, so I've been running around from event to event. We'll go through all the news, and then at the end, I'll share the prompt of the week. This time, we'll again be in our our series of how to make your existing prompts better. This one is extremely important. You should use it for every prompt you use, so... I'll get to that at the end. Stay tuned. First on our list is Adobe. And you'll see this this narrative emerge that the incumbents are back. They're fighting back. If the first three, four, five, six months of generative AI was all about these new startups coming out and launching new products, now we're seeing the big guys, the big boys, the big guns coming back and adding generative AI into their current suite of products and they're just so much easier to use because companies already have all their workflows, all their data in these systems. The first one to cover is Adobe, Adobe Photoshop released uh, generative fill, but this is more than just fill. This lets you start with an image that you currently have and create more of an image around it. So you expand it, you can add more features to it and it's done by Adobe. So you trust it and you know that it's done incredibly well, but beyond just Photoshop, Adobe has brought Firefly to enterprise. They've added AI into Firefly. And the important part here is that they let you fine tune your version of Adobe Firefly such that the assets it's creating for you are on brand for you, which is so important to enterprise customers who have their own brands. They've also included uh, generative AI prompts that let you create uh, diagrams from data. So you can prompt it to say, hey, Uh, make a report or make a chart, make a a, a graphic of this data, and it will create that graphic. It also includes now the ability to generate ad copy, to to, to generate landing pages, all those cool text generation tools you've seen elsewhere, but now it's fine-tuned on your brand and your brand voice. So again, the big theme here is these big corporations like Adobe, like Google, like Microsoft already have clients And now they're letting clients fine tune these models to their own data versus a startup that comes in and says, oh, we'll generate landing pages for you. That is not as compelling as creating content that is specific to that brand. Next on our list, we have HubSpot. Again, they've been around for years. They're really good for being a CRM and helping uh, businesses put out landing pages as well and, and creating those onboarding flows and funnels. And now they have put out their own AI marketing asset creator. So again, nothing new here. It makes the same landing pages, the same emails, the same ad copy that you've seen other generative AI projects create. But you already have a lot of your data in HubSpot if you are a HubSpot user. And now you can stay in that universe. So the big thing for executives at companies, at enterprises now is making this decision of whether they should experiment with some new startup that's just come out of the gates and is offering this tech or wait a few months or maybe even a few weeks for the tools that they're already using to just integrate these same generative AI features into their existing toolkit. And honestly, at this point, it probably makes sense to wait and let your existing toolkit integrate AI uh, naturally and natively versus trying to integrate these little third-party upstarts that are probably going to be duped uh, or, I should say, duplicated uh, by your incumbents soon. Uh, to the next incumbent is Google. So Google released its Generative AI Studio. So their latest model is the Palm 2 model. And now they've offered it up as an API. So developers, just like back in October, uh, developers could freely code against the OpenAI, GPT at the time, GPT-3 models. And that started this whole innovation of startups coming into the ecosystem and incumbents pinging the OpenAI APIs to include generative AI in their apps, Google has now opened that to all developers. And they have this thing called the, the Generative AI Studio, which is very similar to the playground that you see in OpenAI. They also released this thing called Soundstorm, which is incredible. So this is synthesized audio. That's a dialogue. So imagine two people speaking to each other. So the following was created by AI, of two voices speaking to each other, and I apologize for this other airplane uh, that's passing by. But here we go. Ready? I'll play this for you, and it's uncanny that this is generated by AI. Here we go. Where did you go last summer? I went to Greece. It was amazing. Oh, that's great. I've always wanted to go to Greece. What was your favorite part? Uh, it's hard to choose just one favorite part, but yeah, I really loved the food. So the seafood was the- taking a scripted dialogue. And creating audio from that that actually sounds like two people responding back to each other is a game changer. You'll see this now being used in everything from podcasts to movie and TV scripts. Uh, This is a huge advancement and I can't wait to see how Google opens up this API to the world because on the one hand, it's very powerful. It will create so much content. On the other hand, it's very dangerous because (laughs) clearly... I can barely tell apart that, that this is AI uh, created. If you saw a video of two politicians speaking to each other, you probably would believe it was true as well. And so this is very dangerous, but a very powerful technology. Taking a detour now for all the nerds in the crowd, in, in the past week, this alpha dev created a new algorithm for uh, sorting. So sorting is simply if you have 10 numbers, uh, 10 random numbers, How do you sort them from smallest to biggest? And we've kind of taken for granted now that this just works. Most software development languages now just have a sort function. But behind the scenes, there's a lot of really low-level code that actually does that. And the reason this is important is because at scale, when you have to sort not 10 numbers, but a thousand numbers or a million numbers, that actually slows down your operations of the software quite a bit. And so what we've seen now is the AI has been able to create code that humans could not create that lets code compile and run faster. So this is machines making machines better. You can think of this as apocalyptic if you'd like, or you can think of this as incredible. Both are true, but it's a really great discovery. And what this shows is in the next coming months or years, we'll be going back down into the core of how we even create Software and letting AI optimize the foundations of how software is made, which is really cool. Next up is Runway ML. So, Runway ML is a, the leader of generative AI for video, and they have openly released now their Gen 2 model. You've probably seen Stable Diffusion or DALI or any of these other uh, form factors that let you put in a prompt or a phrase and they create an image. Runway ML takes your prompt or phrase and creates a full video. You can imagine a company who needs to create a video showing different montages of people who might be a good fit for this product or montages to show the ethos of the brand. In the past, you'd have to either go and film them or go to a stock video site and buy those assets. Now you can create them. So imagine what this does to all the folks who made a lifestyle made a business out of creating all those stock videos over the past 10 years. Now there's no need for those stock videos because everyone, every brand, every creator could just create their own videos on the fly. Next, OpenAI has released a list of GPT best practices. I highly recommend this for not just anyone who's coding and creating these prompts behind the scenes, but really anyone that uses Trad GPT. This goes through every single best practice that they have discovered over the last six months and they are the ones who who write the code and who play with it every day these are the best practices that you should know when prompting a gpt style model highly recommend you read this text i will include a link to this this document in the show notes the last thing i wanted to talk about before i go into our prompt of the week is we had our developer conference for apple uh, happen this past week And there wasn't much AI at all, which is surprising because it it shows that Apple is falling a bit behind all the other big players in the space. But one thing I did want to point out is that they are going to be using the same transformer model that is used to train these LLMs into their speech-to-text platform. So your Apple keyboard that lets you dictate to it and writes out your words will become far better. And they're also going to be using transformers to learn how you type over time and fine tune their autocorrect model around you. So each one of us will have our own fine tuned autocorrect model. So if we type the word, you know, a curse word, it will not autocorrect it to ducking. It will learn that that is a word that we actually want to type and it will uh, leave it as is. That's pretty cool news. Small, but actually it's pretty small. Apple, I expected more out of you. (laughs) All right, so prompt of the week, here's what you should be doing. If you just prompt ChatGPT to do something for you, it is doing it as if it is the average of the internet. In other words, how ChatGPT was trained was OpenAI went and scoured all the different data, all the information widely available on the internet and trained its logic system, its brain, on that. And so its brain is the average aptitude of the internet. Instead, what you want to do is you want it to act as an above average or ideally an expert human on the internet making your prediction or answering your question or solving your problem. So for example, if you're looking for marketing advice, don't just ask it to write some ad copy or write a slogan. Start by saying you are an expert digital marketer or start by saying you are an SEO specialist or start by saying you are an expert business coach. Just adding that prompt at the very beginning will push ChatGPT or any LLM to respond not in the way that the average human or the average kind of version of the internet would respond, but it, it will respond as subject matter expert on the matter, which will hopefully and typically does enrich your responses. There you go. I hope you guys use that, and I hope that that makes your ChatGPT prompting go much, much smoother.